live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. You're locked and loaded at all, as always, right here on LFA TV, live from America. I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of this show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And we're broadcasting from this live-free-or-die granite state of New Hampshire. Producer Eli, myself, and all of you beautiful, wonderful people, we are blessed to do this one nation under God from sea to shining sea. Whatever happened to Dave Bray USA? Nothing, Tom. He's amazing. Follow him on social media. Roxy Loves America is in the building. T. Mitchell is here. Cat 352. Funk Housers. Carol, how you doing? Bumblebee Patriot. Jessica O'Brien, thank you for joining us tonight. Angie from Middleburg, Pennsylvania. How are you doing, Angie? Rockin' Rev, Dean is in the building. Sean Maga, 79, it's me. 77 said, in the building. Michelle Groff, MJ Randall, he said, let's get ready to rumble earlier. Dana, my fellow New Hampshireite, how you doing? Good to see you. Donna from Virginia, Terry Sue, Shuby 602, J Dog, JC Cubs fan, and JK Alba. God bless you and thank you for joining in tonight look ladies and gentlemen we sent ryan matta from matta a fact here on lfa tv two o'clock p.m eastern standard time monday through friday we sent him down to the border now we know because of the great work that ben burkwam savannah hernandez and many other people have done how our government and these non-governmental uh, governmental organizations like the catholic church and others i only reference them because they're the largest recipient of funds for their partnership with the federal government. Uh, we know what they're doing with the, with the illegal aliens. We know the replacement theory. But what Ryan went down to specifically touch on was child trafficking. Now, when you think of child trafficking, you think about raping and sexually molesting and slavery. But there's another form of child trafficking as well. And it's called kidnapping and holding them hostage for a paycheck. Ryan is just now scratching the tip of the, uh, the tip of the spear, the, just the tip of the iceberg on this one. I'm going to play a few minutes of one of his videos here, and uh, 
it's nice. All glory to God that we've been able to send, start sending people around to get stories uh, on the ground. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Matta, Matta of Fat. Folks, we're coming at you live from Brownsville, Texas, en route to McAllen, Texas. We're headed to pick up Carlos. We're getting ready to go meet with Michael Von Jungle and Ann Vandersteel, and we are going to blow the roof off of this. Let me be very clear when I say this. From the looks of it, it looks like our, our government is allegedly working with cartels and these NGOs funding child sex trafficking. So they have these, what are called NGOs, these non-governmental organizations that are getting contracts from the United States government to house these migrant children. So we have reports that are coming in of migrant children that are coming across the border and after they've been in one of these intake facilities for a couple weeks, they're going up to the staff and they're crying saying, I miss my mom. My mom does not know I'm here. She did not know I ran away from home. My buddy told me if I come to America, we can get PlayStations, we can get ice cream, we can get pizza, we can play video games all day, we can play soccer. My mom didn't know I was coming here. I wanna go home, I miss my mom. And these NGOs are telling these kids no. How does a child get out of a country with no birth certificate, no ID, no documentation? This leads me to believe that these children are somehow, some way, getting to a specific point in a country, whether that's a housing, whether that's an office, whether that's a nonprofit, whether that's a church, a Catholic charity. And if they can make it to that facility, once they get into that facility, these NGOs are somehow facilitating and getting these kids out of these countries. If you think about that, when you were a kid and you ran away from home, how far could you get? Across the street, girlfriend's house, maybe a relative's house, a town away at best. Could you get out of a country? Could you get out of the United States if you wanted to? Through Mexico, sure, yeah. Through Mexico you can. I was across the border yesterday, it was really easy. But if you don't live in Texas, can you? I don't think so. Which leads me to believe somehow that our government is involved with trafficking children. So once these children come across the border in the United States, they are sent into uh, intake facility. After they are processed by border patrol, they are sent to one of these NGOs that's housing these children. They're all different ones. There's some males, 13 to 17. There's some uh, co-ed ones. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as we um, as we continue this investigation here at LFA TV, we're partnering up with uh, people like uh, Ann Vandersteel, Michael Yan, uh, Alex Jones as well. We'll be getting in on this. It's a lot bigger than just great replacement theory and sex trafficking as if that's not bad enough it's holding them hostage it's making millions billions of dollars it's organ harvesting it is our federal government allegedly of course we got to say that now right we're on radar now right but if you want my opinion it's our federal government and that is based on the evidence and the proof that i've seen gathered by multiple individuals and you will pay for in front of God. You will pay when you stand in front of Jesus if we do not administer justice first here on earth. Sick individuals. Now next week, myself, my wife, finally I get to bring Sabrina to an event. Mike Crispy and producer Frankie, we are headed to Wisconsin because we are going to be broadcasting for about an hour or so from the Rumble booth 
at the Republican National Debate. Now, you know where Crispy and I stand on all of this, uh, but they asked us, and I think it's important to, uh, to be part of this rumble-growing family. So we will be there next week. That means Monday night, I will probably have a pre-recorded show for you because I'm leaving Monday night. Tuesday, I will try to do a rise up from my room, depending. Well, hopefully we'll get it done right. Um, But more than likely, I'll be having somebody fill in for me for those days. And then Wednesday, we come home as well. So I'll need somebody to cover for me for those days because of traveling. That's the one thing that I hate about traveling. I'll try to do some uh, shows on the road. We'll see how it works out. At the very least, we'll have somebody fill in for me, uh, and I'll do hits. I'll come in, and I'll come in as a uh, just from my phone, as a uh, as just like a, a part of the show. Uh, one way or another, you're gonna get your fix of LFA, okay? But I, uh, that's what we're doing next week, uh, and, and at the same time, Ryan's gonna be exposing a lot of this stuff, and we're kind of all over the country. And I just want to thank you for your Rumble rants. Uh, thank you right there. We just got a rumble rant right there, Scotty. Scotty, thank you so much. You know our rumble rants. Uh, keep Eli, uh, keep Eli working here. Keep our slurp fund going, as well as any donations that help uh, help us fight this and do what we're doing. We scrounge and we scrape, but we find a way to make it work. That's what we do here. Uh, we're balling on a budget, baby. I'd also like to thank the following people. Now we got a lot of mail today. I myself have not went through this mail. My wife has, but I know she said you got a bunch of birthday presents. And at the end of the day and tomorrow morning, I will go through these birthday presents that you all sent me, and then I'll show them to you. But I want to say thank you to the following people that we got mail from. Melissa Zajak, thank you very much for the birthday presents, the scripture cards. Uh, Amanda Collins, back from her Thailand trip. We love Amanda. We love Caden. Uh, They sent a bunch of presents as well. And from what I understand, uh, from what I understand, Caden even gave his tooth fairy money to help buy Yours truly a birthday present. Talk about family, right? Uh, Holly Foster, RMA Apparel. Thank you so very much. We'll show these presents tomorrow, guys. Um, Jim and Barbara Peters, God bless you. Sybil Kaiser, thank you so very much. Judy Epp, I've not read your letter yet, but my wife did. Said, whatever you do, the first thing you do when you get done your shows tonight is read this letter. I said, okay, I will. Uh, thank you very much. Conrad and Anne Dubow. Patricia Granger, Linda Cornelson, thank you very much. Another letter. Uh, Carol Silver, Rodney Nelson, another letter that I'm supposed to read on Rise Up, which I will. Mary D'Agostino, God bless you. She sent a donation to keep Eli employed. How about that? Ruth Miller and Rockin' Rev, another letter. So we're going to get to all of those, and I'll read them tomorrow, and I'll show those presents tomorrow. But I want to say thank you all for your kindness. My birthday is Wednesday. And uh, 44 years old, and we are just getting started. Amen? All right. Thank you guys very much. Now, August 14th, year of our Lord, 2023. I am the firm foundation. This is my firm foundation in which you can dance and sing praises and continually celebrate my presence no matter what's going on, just just as you long to when you praise me. Your joy increases. I think we've been seeing that on Rise Up lately, amen? When you praise me, your joy increases, and so does your awareness of my Holy Spirit. Your body may or may not be mightily uh, engaged in this endeavor, but I see into your heart. That is where the ultimate celebration of my presence takes place. 
Second Samuel 614. David, wearing a linen uh, ephod, danced before the Lord with all his might. Never be, never, be too, uh, never be embarrassed to sing to the Lord in public. He loves to hear that. He loves especially when you do it in public. And how about 1 Samuel 16, 7, which says, But the Lord said to Samuel, quote, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. How's your heart? Is your heart holy? Is your heart doing well? Your body may be failing, but how's your heart? That's what we really need to know. And a doctor cannot tell you. It's something that only the Holy Spirit can tell you. How's your heart? Before you turn out the light tonight, patriots, go ahead, dance, sing, and pray, and delight in my presence. Just as, lo- just as you long to, I give every reason to live exuberantly. Well, that's how Kevin Bacon won the war in the town for Footloose. He went to the Bible, said Ecclesiastes, a time to dance, a time to sing. Oh, John Lithgow, how he must have been so mad at Kevin Bacon that day. <laughs> sing, dance, enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Sing, dance, and enjoy. Oh, and by the way, you're going to want to stick around. Later on in the show, we're giving away an OFP Farms bar of soap, and we're giving away two jars of Field of Greens. So I don't know who we're going to give them to. But the Lord will direct us. Let's go to the Lord in prayer now. Please do me a favor, guys. Share out the link. Share out the video. Today, Rumble put out the top 15 or the top 20 live streamers on Rumble. And because we didn't have 5,000 live, we missed the cut. Wouldn't that have been nice? But we're still here. In Jesus' name, let's go to the Lord in prayer and give all of our thanks, okay? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, speaking of celebrations, speaking of celebrations, did Trump not tell you I need one more indictment to secure my election. One more indictment will secure my re-election. Did he or did he not say that just last week? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we might have some news on that, but at the same time, we should be arresting Fannie Willis. Let's have our first slurp. Let's get into it. I just got to write down a name real quick. Just saw something that I want to address a little bit later, so let me write this down real fast. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the first and foremost section tonight, just like when Arizona and Fox News and everybody else posted the election results days sometimes prior to the actual election, the corrupt Fulton County Court website posted exactly the charges that we told you two weeks ago they were going to come after him for, racketeering, RICO charges against Donald Trump, but here was the the kicker. They posted them before the grand jury closed and made up their minds. 
And after they posted them, the conservative media went bonkers because everybody knew the grand jury was still going on. And so what did the, what did the corrupt uh, Fulton County courthouse do? Took it off the website. Removed it off the website. Put this woman behind bars for abusing her power now. She must at least, at the very least, be removed from the Trump investigation. And I would love to see Brian Kemp get involved somehow. The corrupt Fulton County Court website briefly posted several charges against Trump, including RICO charges, before the grand jury even voted. Now, if you know what RICO charges are, they are literally going to go after anyone and everyone that used their First Amendment right to look for, investigate, call for investigations, maybe myself, everybody in the Trump circle, his immediate circle, to try to lock them all up. You all went against the grain, they say. You all went against that grain. So now we're going to try to lock all. That's why they got the RICO charges in there. Nobody knows more about RICO charges anyway than Rudy Giuliani. So let's get into this. The court website briefly posted a document listing several criminal charges against Donald Trump that appeared related to his attempts to, quote, what they call overturn the 2020 election to defeat uh, his defeat in the state. The Fulton County District Attorney's Office said in a statement that no charges had been filed against Trump. The document was dated today, August 14th, and named Trump, citing the case as open, but is no longer available on the court's website. Reuters was not immediately able to determine why the item was posted and then removed. Quote, the Reuters report that those charges were filed is inaccurate. Beyond that, we cannot comment, a spokesperson said from the district attorney's office. Quote, Fulton County DA must be removed from the Trump investigation. This is unlawful and unconstitutional, said Mike Cernovich, like anybody really cares what Mike Cernovich has to say, but he's not wrong there. Folks, they are damaging. You know, how, you know how they always talk about, look, we can't talk about the case because it's currently under investigation and we don't want to in any way risk the, uh, the, the investigation in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we don't want to taint it in any way, shape, or form, so we're not even going to talk about it. What do you call leaking the indictment and the charges, putting them on the website to form court of public opinion before a grand jury even votes on it? That is absolutely some kind of interference, some kind of illegality, at least from a standpoint of being able to practice law. Maybe, her, maybe, maybe she should be revoked of her license to practice law. It's not only an interference in an investigation, but it's for the reason of election interference overall. Jail Fanny Willis. Arrest Fanny Willis. Please, ladies and gentlemen, do me the ever so humble kind favor of sharing this video immediately. Now, remember when I told you that there is no way that the federal government would allow cameras inside the courtroom for Donald J. Trump's January 6th and his Mar-a-Lago cases? And I told you the reason why they wouldn't do that was because the world would see 
how incredibly corrupt our government is and how on point with proof President Donald Trump is about the elections being stolen in 2016. Now, because there is no no way to prove election theft because this is not an election case. This is a this is it is an election case, but it's a it's a he said she, she said, and it's an intent with Donald Trump's phone call to Brad Rappensberger. So they're going to have to prove that they thought that he said you got to go steal the election votes so we could steal the election. He's going to say I told you to go find the votes that were fe- um, that were fraudulent and just find that many that are fraudulent. And then we'll go after the rest, basically. So it's all going to be come down to a he said, she said case. Rico and racketeering charges over what did he really mean? So they're going to put cameras in the courtroom for this one. The proceedings will be broadcast on live TV because there is no way that Donald Trump can make them look as stupid as he will in the January 6th case. And in the January 6th case, he can actually prove and show that they stole the election. In this case, there's really not much he can do outside of Georgia. So they want cameras in there to drag Trump through the mud in a never-ending 24-hour wrap-up smear campaign like they tried to do in the January 6th committee so that they can constantly keep your attention on that as they go into election season. They literally want it to be broadcast on TV. Well, if that's the case, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I want cameras in the January 6th hearing as well. I want cameras in the Mar-a-Lago case hearing as well. That's, if I was Trump's lawyers, that's what I would say. If you want this done this way, then it's going to be even across the board. That's what his lawyer should demand. If you want this televised, I want everything televised. 3,350 people watching, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Continue to press this forward. Now, another whistleblower has come forward to basically align himself and cooperate the IRS whistleblower's testimony that we saw in front of the U.S. House Congress three weeks ago. Now, this isn't any new information outside of another FBI whistleblower saying, hey, this did happen exactly the way they said it happened. A former FBI supervisory special agent says the agency headquarters tipped off Biden White House transition team and the Secret Service in December of 2020, right after they stole the election and right after Donald Trump left Washington, that the agency was seeking to interview Hunter Biden. The agent's statement is included in a transcript of his testimony that he gave to the House Oversight Committee that was released today. One day after the transition team was tipped off, the FBI told to wait for a call from the Secret Service giving authorization to interview Hunter Biden. The agent, who was not named by the committee, testified in a hearing about this behind closed doors. They, the call never came, the agency said. This essentially tipped off a group of 16 people very close to President Biden and Hunter Biden and gave this group an opportunity to obstruct the approach of the witness, the unnamed agent also told the committee. He then said, I was upset when I learned about it. I felt it was people that did not need to know about our intent. I believe that the Secret Service had to be notified for our safety, for lack of confusion, for deconfliction, Sorry, I, 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 lost the, uh, I lost the story there. Okay. 
for deconfliction, which we would do so in many other cases, but I didn't understand why the initial notification. The agent's testimony corroborates that of IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley, who said the Bureau alerted Biden's team about the plan to interview Hunter Biden. So all this does is basically reinforce the truth that was told by the IRS whistleblowers, but it's okay. Because the more of these people to come forward and, and, and talk about this, the more that happens, the less the FBI has power over what the heck is going on. And, and folks, I said it. Look, I put, out a, um, I put out a social media post from a short clip that I did last week that said FBI equals Hitler. FBI equals evil. Ladies and gentlemen, the FBI was never a good organization. It might have had good people working for it, but it was never meant for good. It was meant to be a domestic CIA. That's what the FBI was meant for. It was meant to be a domestic CIA. Basically, topple and destroy your freedoms, your individual freedoms, while the CIA was built to basically topple regimes and countries and to implement our will everywhere else. Nothing more than a domestic CIA. And it needs to be uh, defunded and disbanded, in my opinion. What say you? Let me know in the comment thread. And if you're just joining in, please sign into your profile, give us a rumble, and share the video. I would love to see us clear 4,000 for the evening. Thank you very much. Now, I said that I was going to give a bar of OFP Farms away. And I think I'm going to do that right now, as a matter of fact. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me pop up the great, the wonderful, the amazing product, which we know as OFP Farms. Now, this one right here is called Hired Hand. And on the back, it says, all natural soap made with high-quality oils and butters. Goat milk is our power source. It helps to heal the skin and promotes regrowth of dead skin cells mistreated by life and weather. So I don't know who we should give this to, but what I do know is this. We have a lot of people in here every single day who say, I'd love to try that product. I just don't have enough money. And I understand that. And we know that we also want to turn a lot of people onto these products so they can understand how great they really are. So here's what I'd like to do. I would like to give this soap right now because I see this person really, 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 really desires this. And that is Camellia 7. Camellia 7, I just randomly picked you. I, am go- I want you to email LFA producer at gmail.com. Camellia7, LFA producer at gmail.com. Don't worry, we're going to be giving stuff away for quite some time. We got a lot of stuff here that I've been wanting to do this for quite some time. It's just really, really hard to choose. So I'm going to give away this field of green, or not this field of green, this OFP farm soap to Camellia7. Camellia, we need to know your full name and, we can, and your address. So please email LFA producer at gmail.com. And by the way, folks, also, if you want to try this, I definitely, definitely recommend it. It's the only soap that I use now, and I've never been a big soap guy. But the deodorants as well. LFA15 is your promo code to get 15% off OFP Farms. Visit them today, OFPFarms.com. Now, the next one, Field of Greens. Ladies and gentlemen, I would never, ever, ever tell you that a product changed my life just to help sell a product. But this superhuman food 
ground up into a superhuman powder, as Mike Crispy would say. Be a lean, green, globalist fighting machine. Let's go. There he is right there. I'm telling you, folks, if you can afford $65 a month for all of your vegetables and fruits in your home, then you can afford this. And it's all natural. It's all the best. And pretty soon, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to need this because all of our food is going to be tainted. So go to fieldofgreens.com. Use the promo code LFA there. Get yourself a discount, 15% to start, and continue that journey with us. Now, Ronald Ledick, L-E-Y-D-I-C. Ronald Ledick, you have been chosen to win the Field of Greens. Ronald Ledick, you have been chosen to, to, to win the Field of Greens. But hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. L. Brower won as well. L. Brower won. Ronald Ledick. And Camellia7, I need you all to email lfaproducer.com or at gmail.com, lfaproducer at gmail.com. Nobody else, please, because he, he'll get inundated and we'll give these away for you guys. Thank you guys very much for, uh, for continuing to shop with our sponsors, keeping them here. One thing that's great about our sponsors is they just don't leave because they love it here so much. So congratulations to all the winners. We're going to be giving more away throughout the week. I, uh, I wish I could give something away to everybody, but I love you. God bless you, and let's move on. Biden has still yet to make a statement about Hawaii. Eli, can you believe that? Can you believe a president of the United States or resident when a, natu- when a, when a disaster happens, natural or man-made, however you believe it happened, to not even make a statement but yet Still begging for $200 million more to send to Ukraine. That bothers me. That bothers me. Oh, yeah. You're right, Eli. He did say something. He said no comment. Roll the clip. Will you come talk about the Hawaii response, Mr. President? No comment, he says. No comment. Did you see that? Roll it again. Will you come talk about the Hawaii response, Mr. President? No comment. So, the media is forced to go ask the garbage pail kid of the White House. Not really the person that you want to hear from in a time like this. Why is Biden so silent about this? And I believe she was asked from an idiot in a mask. Roll it. And on Hawaii, um, how does the White House respond to critics who have suggested that the president should not have been vacationing at the beach over the weekend as the Maui crisis became the worst wildfire in a century? So a couple of things, and I've said this multiple times. Um, the president is uh, certainly deeply concerned about, uh, about the people in Maui. Uh, deeply. To the, to the point where he deeply has mobilized Eli. a whole-of-government approach here, uh, as he, he has done many times to deal with these wildfires in Hawaii uh, from the beginning. You, you've heard directly from the administrator from day one, FEMA has been on the ground dealing with this. There's more than 300 personnel, FEMA personnel. We've talked about uh, the 50,000 meals. We've talked about the 75,000 liters of water, uh, the thousands of cots uh, that are out there and blankets. And this is, there is more than a dozen, uh, a dozen federal agencies who are, who are dealing with this issue right now that, uh, uh, that we're currently seeing in Maui, and it is a devastating site. Blah, 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 Offering certainly their condolences. All right, we've had enough with uh, KJP, Kareen, Jean-Pierre, the garbage pail kid, upside down mop, the toilet brush herself, lying. Well, we've done this, and we've done that, 
and we have these people there, and we're deeply concerned. Deeply concerned? I wonder, Eli, was the president or the resident, I should say, was he deeply concerned about East Palestine, Ohio? Because we raised thousands of dollars here on LFA TV for East Palestine, Ohio. Joe Biden couldn't even be bothered to mumble, oh, block out the sun, save a power out in Ohio. Deeply concerned. Biden is asking for $200 million more right now. Currently, as I'm speaking right now, I want pop up, show this clip. Let's go over it. Look at this. This, this, this is Hawaii. It looks like a war zone. It's our country. It is a state in our country. And Biden announced, not asked for, he's now announced, my fault, another $200 million in military aid to Ukraine. $200 million. Now, here's what I want to do for you right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this looks, what I'm about to show you looks like an absolute war zone. Roll this clip. This is drone footage. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not saying there wasn't wildfires. I'm not saying there wasn't tornado cyclones of fire. I'm not saying there wasn't a hurricane of fire. What I am saying to you, though, is, boy, does that look like, does that look like certain countries that we've absolutely bombed and depleted? Does that look like Syria? Doesn't that look like parts of Afghanistan? Doesn't that look like parts of Iraq? I mean, I have seen devastation. I've seen fires. But that looks like an absolute war zone to me. Now, you know that the conspiracy theory in all of us, which, by the way, we are proven right more than wrong, and I'm not a Q guy, I'm not talking about that, but the longer that the president of the United States and others don't talk about this, the more that we start digging and we start thinking, well, that looks like an absolute bomb went off, right? Now, I know everybody's talking about the direct weapon, energy weapons and all that, right? The DEWs, direct energy weapons and other stuff like that. But I've seen war zones. I've seen Syria. And this looks like that to me. Again, I know there were fires. But the conspiracy theorist in all of us is going to say, well, what started those fires? And then you start thinking about the businesses that were down there. So you start thinking about the businesses that occupy 90% of Maui. Eli, did you know that they were all small businesses? There were no large corporate businesses there. Well, if there are no large corporate businesses in one of the largest tourist destinations in the world, and there was no flooding, Eli, usually there's a hurricane, there's flooding, massive flooding. Now, I'm not saying that there wasn't these natural disasters. I want to know what started it. And again, the conspiracy theorist in me starts to think, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. If, the, if nobody's going to address this and the resident of the United States isn't going to address this, 
Well, then I've got to start looking into this. So we start looking into it. And what do we find? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we find out what's been going on in Maui and what is planned for Maui in the future. (laughs) But before we do that, I want to show you this video of residents diving into the ocean to get away from the attack. You're going to be okay, Milo. Milo. Your mask is dirty. It's better. (laughs) Holy f***. Yeah, just wash it. That's gonna be crazy. Now, apparently, their alarm systems failed. The electric, the, elect, uh, the electric company that supplies power is now being sued. Or there's allegations that will lead to a lawsuit. Everybody's pointing the finger and blaming. But here's what nobody's talking about. In January of this year, not like it's that this, this alone does not go, oh, conspiracy is proven. But you start adding all this together without getting any kind of any kind of statement from the resident in chief. In January, they had a smart city conference in Maui about turning Maui into a 15 minute smart city. That's not the big problem here. Do you know what the big problem is? Who sponsored the event? Who sponsored the event? Pull this up on the screen. Perfect. Check this out. NASA, the National Security Agency, the NSA, Esri, and Schindler. But what really stuck out to me was that NASA, Eli, and the National Security Agency sponsored this. Okay, okay, digging deeper, digging deeper. Let me show you a video that Eli and I cut up today, edited today. We put two videos together, basically. We didn't edit what anybody said. We literally just put two videos together. Roll this. Governor Josh Green touted Hawaii's sustainability accomplishments at the United Nations Economic and Social Council in New York City. The governor was the keynote speaker in the forum that included more than 40 presenters from around the world. Green pointed out that Hawaii is in a unique position as an island state and has tried to lead the way in promoting renewable energy. We tried to lead on energy and climate. We were the first state to mandate 100% renewable energy uh, for electricity. So it's, again, an opportunity as a small state with technically a small footprint, but we do punch above our weight a little bit because of our position in the Pacific. 
speakers were invited to help implement the United Nations Agenda for Sustainable Development Goals in 2030. 23rd? Does this look familiar? Huh. Sitting in gridlock traffic, rushing from work to appointments, going to be late for dinner again. The road rage kicks in. This is the life we're used to. But what if life could look like this? An oasis of green parks, endless sidewalks, and empty roads. Impossible? Well, it's actually the concept behind the 15-minute city. 15-minute city or the 15-minute neighborhood is certainly something that's become very much can say in vogue recently. Paris is working towards it, so is Barcelona and Portland, and now Vancouver also has a plan in place. Big new move number one was that we build a city uh, where for all residents in the city, 90% of your daily needs are within a walking distance. When I put the closest grocery store in my GPS, it's more than a 30 minute walk away. But in a 50 minute city, I could walk to the grocery store, post office, doctor's appointment, gym, hair salon, dentist, you name it, all within, you guessed it, just 15 minutes. A solution not just for gridlock on the streets, but also for carbon emissions. In fact, the goals of creating a more walkable city were announced as part of Vancouver's recent Climate Emergency Action Plan. And the Vancouver Plan and Project team are already in the process of figuring out what neighborhoods should look like and how to translate that into land use strategies. And ladies and gentlemen, before you say, well, Jeremy, I think you're a little crazy here. I think you might be, you know, touching a little bit too much on the conspiracy theory stuff here. Okay. Do you know what's planned for next month in Honolulu? Hawaii Digital Government Summit. January, they held a 15-minute city summit. 213 days later, the entire island of Maui, the city of Maui, completely destroyed all small businesses gone. Now, remember what I said. There were no large corporations. I think there's a Walmart there. No large corporations. That city is not run by large corporations. 90% small businesses, not anymore. Next month, Honolulu's hosting a digital government summit. So you might say to yourself, Jeremy, what is a digital government? See, I spent, the, I spent the entire afternoon working on this, folks. Just so you know. Nobody said, Jeremy, here you go. Here's this stuff. Go report it. No, I started looking into it. I started thinking, what is going on here? Is there some truth to all of this? Do you know what a digital government summit is? Jeremy, what are they going to do there? A digital government summit in Hawaii is going to be talking about implementing an AI digital government to govern the 15-minute cities that they want to implement. And Well, lo and behold, you've got Governor Green talking about, we want to do this in Hawaii. We want to be the first to do it. Well, how are we going to do it? We can't build more islands. No, but we can destroy an island and rebuild on top of it. And do you want to make a bet that they won't let any of those small businesses come back? No, they're going to buy up all that land, imminent domain, For the greater good of the Hawaiian citizens. Thank you, 15-minute cities. This utopia has really changed my life for the better. Never mind the fact that there's no ownership of any land, no autonomy, no freedoms. You're all right there. And if you don't think Maui's going to be the first one, I'm calling it right now. 
I'm calling it right now. If I'm wrong, so be it. But I'm calling it right now. Maui will be the first U.S. 15-minute city in the world, in the nation. Well, that's kind of redundant, isn't it? Now, before you go, well, Jeremy, you've been talking about this control the water, control the food, control the population, 15-minute cities for quite some time now. Why am I not hearing this on mainstream TV? Well, I mean, that's, you, you just answered your own question, but I'm not the only one talking about this UN Agenda 2030. You hear it everywhere. Here's another one that explains it quite well as well. Roll this. UN has uh, a big plan, and uh, it's a summit for or summit of the future, and uh, it is a big deal. In fact, it is a huge deal. Uh, they plan to do a whole bunch of things, including radically empower the United Nations. Uh, they they are basically coming out of the closet now and announcing that they're going to be turning the UN into a basically an all-powerful government, uh, an all-powerful one-world government. And so uh, they, they talk about global shocks, right? And we've talked about uh, for a long time here how they use crises to advance their agenda. And so this is what they're doing, right? They're coming up with these crises. Another one, obvious one, is the food one, right? Go back and watch our episode on the coming food crisis that they are engineering. They are demolishing the systems that put food on our table, the agriculture, the farms, the ranches, uh, the, the processing facilities. This All over the world, we're seeing a war on farmers and a war on agriculture. Uh, we saw in Sri Lanka kind of what happens when you obey the UN's dumb ideas about uh, sustainable agriculture, right? Uh, starvation and a decimation of the agriculture system. And so as they're destroying the food supply, they're also putting out this fake narrative that the reason we're, have, we're gonna have food shortages and a lot of people around the world already are having food shortages is because, well, climate change. And so you need to get used to accepting a UN climate regime. And the governor there has already blamed all of this on climate change. This is climate change. And I believe Eli, Shady Slobs, little Katie Hobbit, the governor and thief, I believe she called a state of emergency for hot, for being hot. Right, Eli? It's too hot. Agenda 2030 is not something fake. It's not something ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, it's something very real. It is something very real, and, and, the, and the quicker that you and everybody around you understands what their goal is, and by the way, the CCP is all in on this. All the agriculture, all the land grabs, all of that, they're all in on this. It's the CCP, it's the globalist left, it's the UN, and they all are, are, are basically running our politicians here. Until we, the people, take this power back from the politicians, they're going to keep trying. They're going to keep pushing. War, the fear of war, that doesn't stop them. They don't care about that. You're nothing but a number. You're nothing but a peasant. You are a real-life simulation to all of them. Your life does not matter. Let's start making them realize how much our lives really matter. Let's do that today. And you can start by sharing and liking this video. Now, I have another sponsor here. And again, folks, this is another sponsor that's only going to help you If you are looking for this kind of help, and that's Gold Co., folks, Biden is not holding back, not even a little bit. He has warned you many times, and so have I, that he plans to raise income taxes, death taxes, capital gains taxes, and corporate taxes, some or all of which may affect you or your family, and as the older we get, more than likely it does. Kids probably don't know a difference. 
Let's not forget about the massive inflation that we're going through right now. And the gas price is already jumping back up. It's sickening, folks. And if you don't have a plan to save your any retirement that you have left, if you've not done this or something else, well, kiss it all goodbye. Because it's not going to be here. It's not going to be here in the way you need it to be until 24. You don't start taking action for yourself right now. There is an IRS loophole. Olding gold and silver. Olding precious metals like platinum and palladium. And especially if they are non-bullion. And you can get your own family name on it and pass it down and they can't tax it. Goldcode.com slash live or 855-559-3433 today. Moving on. Peter Navarro absolutely drops the mic on Kevin McCarthy. I want to play this video for you real quick and then I want to tell you what Peter Navarro said about it. Roll it. Percent of critical minerals, but they control 95% of the processing. Talking of about China, minerals. CCP. So, what does that mean? We need to open up more mines in America. We need to invest in the ability to processing them. Medical supplies. When it comes to our food, we're watching them buy our farmland. Up, You're watching right? them. We're watching them buy into our meat packing You're facilities. You're watching them. We're watching them invest in our infrastructure. You can't sit here blindly when you get comments of what they're saying now. It's nothing negative against the Chinese people. We're talking about the Communist Party here. You are the third in line to the presidency, you weak-spined, feckless, rhino, bought-and-paid-for scumbag. First of all, I want to give the Dumb Dumb Award to that loser. Can we give the Dumb Dumb Award to Kevin McCarthy? Boom, there it is. Kevin McCarthy, you get the dumb, dumb award. What are you talking about? You are the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Now, as he sat there and cried about what China's eating our lunch, China's eating our lunch, and doing absolutely nothing about it, you're going to have to excuse my language on this one. Peter Navarro, (laughs) I'm just going to read it for you. I'm not going to say. This a-hole single-handedly nixed a bill when I was in the White House that would have prevented CCP, Communist China, from building on our rail and subway systems because we had China, a China bus plant in his, di- because he had a China bus plant in his district. He then went on to say, this is Peter Navarro, hypocrite, blow-dried, CCP, bitch. That's what Navarro said about McCarthy. I want to see Steve Bannon say that. Steve Bannon demands a massive audience. I want to see Steve Bannon say it. I know he believes it, and it's great coming from Peter Navarro who gets an outlet on Steve Bannon's show. But I want, I want Steve Bannon to say, Kevin McCarthy, you are a hypocrite, blow-dried CCP bitch. Because that's what he is. That's what he is. Oh, China's eating our lunch. Says the third in line to the presidency, you guys. Says the guy that could impeach Joe Biden and really send a message to the CCP today if he wanted to. Smarty award of the day. Let's go ahead and roll those drums. How about that? Smarty Award of the Day, Peter Navarro, ladies and gentlemen. He deserves it. Let's give it to him. Peter Navarro. Now, I've got a public service announcement from Scott Pressler. We're going to see if we can get Scott on on the show tomorrow. We're going to have Ryan on the show tomorrow, too, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have Ryan on the show tomorrow to really go through a lot of the stuff that he uh, exposed down in... in, uh, at the border, and Scott Pressler, we're going to see if we can get him on too, although he's quite busy, but he wants you in Pennsylvania to remember that you have a Supreme Court race this November. Remember this November. 
And if Republicans are not able to take back the court, they will not be able to do it again until 2035. Remember that, folks. Republicans won't be able to take back the court until 2035 if you do not win the Supreme Court's uh, races in November. So Scott said it is worth repeating. Somebody said, WTF, Scott Presser, what, you don't want me to have Scott on? Why? Because he's gay? You think, that, you think that Scott isn't out there doing hard work? Or his work shouldn't be highlighted because he's gay? Because I think his, I, I don't care about his sexual preference. Do I agree with it? Not in a million years. Do I like what he's doing? He's working out there harder than anybody in the RNC. I can tell you that. Big shout out, Scott Pressler. Make sure we, we'll stay up on that. We'll stay up on that Supreme Court uh, um, race in Pennsylvania because that's hugely important. Hugely, huge, hugely important, okay? I've, I've known Scott for a very long time. Now, uh, I, have to, I have to get to this story before we end, folks, because this is huge, and uh, I don't think that there's a big spotlight on this one, this right now. Um, the largest U.S.-based Catholic healthcare system has just partnered with a large abortion provider. Now, uh, Jeremy, you go hard on the Catholics. I go hard on anybody who deserves it. I don't care if they're Catholic or Baptist. I hate all denominations anyway. I'm Jesus freak, and that's it, baby. The watchdog group, the uh, Lepanto Institute, is alleging that one of America's most prominent Catholic healthcare systems, Common Spirit Health, has just partnered with a a woman's clinic that is providing telemed abortions. The 64-page report on Common Spirit Health that shows transgender surgeries for minors and other gender-affirming care services being provided, including hormone therapies and puberty blockers as well. Following the explosive report, Lepanto Institute now alleges, and that's L-E-P-A-N-T-O, by the way, who broke the story, now alleges that the Common Spirit Health has partnered with a woman's clinic that provides telemed abortions. In 2021, Common Spirit announced a new partnership with Tia Women's Health, a partnership designed to dramatically expand Tia's impact by expanding its physical presence around the country. And even though Tia has only recently begun providing medical abortions, its intention to expand the abortion industry through these clinics has been a matter of public record since the inception. Why, why, why does the Catholic Church who I would consider would probably be looked at as the leader of the Christian religion around the world. Why are they like this? Why are they allowed to, let, to, to continue to go unchecked? Why do the people of the Catholic faith allow this abomination to happen? Why do, why do members of any church allow this stuff to happen and stay there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it bothers me. It bothers me because when you talk to an atheist or an agnostic or somebody who's an unbeliever, they really honestly believe that the Catholic Church is Christianity. All this that we're fighting right now goes back to two people, Mike Pence and Steve Bannon, ladies and gentlemen. If they would have done their damn jobs, we wouldn't be fighting this war now, but we're still going to win it. Roll Donald Trump lost the presidential election in 2020. The American people voted him out of office. 
It was not because of a rigged system. It was not because of voter fraud. Don't believe me? Hear what his former attorney general had to say about it. I've had, th I had three discussions with the president that I can recall. One was on November 23rd, one was on December 1st, and one was on December 14th. And I've been through the give and take of those discussions. And in that context, I made it clear I did not agree with the idea of saying the election was stolen and putting out this stuff, which I told the president was bullshit. Bill Barr on election day 2020, the top law enforcement official in the country, telling the president exactly what he thought about claims of a stolen election. And in this country, that's the end of the line. Andrew, you were over with Johnny McEntee in, in the Trump White House in the fall of 2020, were you not, sir? Correct. I saw GBI strategies on a tweet and I immediately went down the rabbit hole because it brought back a lot of memories of the waning days of the Trump administration. So this was right before the election 2020. I was in the White House and I got a call. There was a woman loitering outside of a Dropbox all day. And she gets picked up by a junior guy and arrested because he's like, what are you doing? You're stopping this. What's going on? So they routinely, you know, they arrest her. And she basically spills the beans. She's a Democratic operative. She's got filled out ballots, like 7,000 is what I was hearing. And they arrested her. And then I try to reach out to different components within the Trump administration to say, hey, there's at least probable cause here. Someone should take a look. Well, I got to say, when I raised that issue in the administration, no one was very happy about it. There were basically, my understanding was standing orders not to deal with election matters, both from the White House counsel and from Barr. Trying to push the vice president to make these decisions to suppress the legitimate votes. Putting aside whether it's criminal or not, I don't, I don't see how the Republican Party could nominate someone who's capable of doing something. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know as well as I know, Donald Trump had every plan on draining the swamp. He just didn't have the right people in power to implement that plan. He will not make the second, that mistake again. He will not. All right, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America. Thank you very much for tuning in tonight. We had a lot of good news last week. We still got to get into the nitty-gritty, and we're going to be working hard for you, as we always do here on LFA TV, where you're on always going to get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. You may get some opinion, you may get some bias, you may get some laughters, and you may get some cries, but that's what makes LFA TV, LFA TV. Do me a big favor, share on your way out. Do me another big favor. I want you, before you go into Will's show, to like every other show that was on today. Just go back through, click on the show, rumble it, and bounce out. Culture Wars, Will Johnson comes up next. There are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I want you to keep your families close. I want you to keep a smile on your face. And whatever you do, I want you to keep spreading that gospel. Peace out. I love you all. Bye-bye. Stop screaming that we first in America